What does the Denver airport have to do with false flag operations and chemtrails? Ever feel like you're being watched? Well, find yourself a safe and secure location and we'll answer these questions, plus much, much more. You're listening to Tapped. Hello, everybody. You are tuning into Tapped. Uh, I'm Corden Linear, your host, and I'm joined by Aiden Keegan, your co-host. Hey, Aiden. How you doing? How you doing, all? Really excited to be on the show. Nice, nice. So, today we're going to be talking about Minecraft. Minecraft is a huge part of, of course, our childhood. Zoomers, and many Zoomers alike, um, played this game... You know, for many, many years, this game was a huge popular game. You would basically spawn in a block world and go around, you know, building a house, going fishing, beating monsters. It was a fun game, Aiden. How was your experience with with having such a big, impactful game on your childhood? Well, Corden, Minecraft was one of the only games I was able to play back then because I had... One of the worst computers known to man. It was an office computer that could only run that, Roblox, and slightly Fortnite. But I did not enjoy Fortnite as much as I enjoy this game. Minecraft has always been one of my favorite games. I still play it today. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was really a uh, really heartfelt game back then. And and how what kind of vibe did this game put off? You know, like games like. Like maybe Call of Duty are intense, aggressive. How would you describe Minecraft to people who have never heard of it before? Well, it gives off the sort of vibe as if you're in your own kind of world. You get to do whatever you want. You got a whole entire sandbox full of things to do, and no one can tell you not to. Uh, you got nonstop farms you can make. You can find and fight as many mobs as you'd love. Um, you can build things, you can literally almost do anything to the world's limits, and it really gives off a survival and really chill, laid-back vibe until you start playing a mode called Hardcore, which that one will stress you out. And why is that? Because Hardcore, it's it's Minecraft, it's its normal game, all the same mobs, all the same blocks, but... If you die, you die forever. So it gives you more of a real world kind of vibe, and losing all your stuff can really, really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I can't say I've played a lot of hardcore, but I have watched YouTube videos on people who have gone so far and lost so much. But it, that's besides the point of today. Today we are talking about how there is actually a darker shadow looming over the game as a whole. You know, what we have described to you is an innocent, fun, child's game that is just an infinite amount of... There, there's so many possibilities with this game. But there is strange, weird things about it. And I'm going to go into our first topic which is creatures there are these myths of these strange creatures that visit people's worlds with um ill-intentioned means of 
interactions with players. Um, these are sort of like uh, the SCP Foundation kind of, you know, myths and or creepy pastas. Now, here's here's your first example. This is a, a creature that has been around for a very long, long time. If if you've never heard of the Far Lands, um, let me explain it to you. The Far Lands is a place that I don't know if it still exists, but uh, back in older versions of Minecraft, if you ran far enough away from the spawn, you would get to a uh, generated structure that was kind of like a wall, but it was like really, really tall and had um, caves littered all the way throughout it. And these caves would go in a straight line just for forever. And um, it is said that the far man lived there or, or haunted it. And if you saw the far land, the far man, um, you could either see somebody who appeared to be a player with an all blacked out skin and two red eyes or a player with an all blacked out skin and a red smile. And while looking at uh, different depictions of him, I never noticed one that was both red eyes and a red smile. It was either red eyes or a red smile, which was kind of weird. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Aiden, but that I don't understand why that's a thing. But apparently, I don't know. Um, but so, yeah, if you ever saw this, this creature, he might crash your game. Or apparently he's known to message you in real life. Um, kind of strange stuff. But why Why do you think, Aiden, that people would come up with this sort of creature, this sort of myth, or anything like this? And do you think that people have interacted with strange creatures like this? Well, Corden, I think that people make these kinds of things up because they want to add a little more um, excitement to the game and maybe scare a couple new players so that people can have, like, inside jokes uh, type of thing. Maybe, like, when you join a new player into your world and you tell them a story about something like the farm man and then you explain the whole thing, they're scared out of your mind. You can go on creative or stuff like that and totally mess with them. Um, stuff like that. Or just maybe to... Maybe to say it so many times that it becomes real while you're playing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Let me get to a more real fear that all Minecrafters... Well, maybe not all Minecrafters, but it's kind of like a common theme throughout Minecraft. Hackers, right? This creature is, I, I am pretty sure, is based around the fear of hackers. The Caretaker. The Caretaker is a hacker who joins random victims' worlds. He can take, he can remove and re-add colors into the world at will. Um, this may have to do with the fact that his skin is a strange black and white pattern. So, kind of a bizarre character. But, um, you know, wh while playing Minecraft, whether it be on a server or in your world... Um, the scariest thing to imagine is <clears throat> coming in contact with a hacker because, you know, hackers kind of have limitless powers in Minecraft. Um, Minecraft is a really easy game to mod and, you know, change codes and whatnot. You can basically do 
and you you thought that Minecraft was a sandbox game. Wait until you find out what you can do when you start hacking and modding the game. You can do an endless amount of things. It, there's so many things you can add to the game. It's basically whatever you can imagine, right? So, um, that that to me was a really fun one, Aiden. Legitimize what I'm saying. Have you ever? been afraid of coming in contact with a hacker on a server or in your own world and what is the reason behind this oh definitely it happens all the time um on many games like one of my favorites is bed wars a game where it's built in the sky and you have a specific bed on each island and people have to come try to break that and you'll defend it um but there's lots of hackers that will something called a reach hack where they will extend the, the hitbox of their sword so that they can hit farther than you can, mm. um, causing them to have an advantage while fighting, as well as uh, build hackers that can speed build faster than you are even allowed to in-game. Um, things like that, as well as fly hackers, but those ones are usually stopped. Um, but yeah, definitely afraid of those because they can ruin the game or um, give me fear when I am 1v1ing them. Yeah, and it's in a, the what I find most scary about hackers in um, in bed wars for for instance is that bed wars and well Minecraft in general the PvP in Minecraft it's not a PvP centered game so PvP is kind of simple which means it can be a very um, tedious thing you know it can take really long and there's just uh not too many ways to combat with people so when you have somebody who has this upper advantage of having a longer reach at you it just goes so far and is really hard to defend against and really annoying and a pain to many many players now um Minecraft not only has these strange creatures, but it's also home to the disc 11 and 13. And on one of these discs, Herobrine is encrypted in the audio transcript. Um, very, very crazy to think about. And the reason these discs are really scary is because on them, there's no explanation really. There's no real, like, on-the-nose explanation about about these discs. Nobody really knows what they mean. People sure can come up with theories, but these all we know is that people, there are sounds of people running in the discs and um, heavy breathing, and it's just really, really creepy and strange stuff. Um, but on that note, Herobrine. Aiden, do you have any insight on Herobrine? Yeah, definitely. Um, Herobrine has been around since, since like day one of me playing at least. Um, uh, Herobrine was created in around two thousand ten. Uh, this was a little bit after the game was created, um, and it's a character that is supposedly in your survival world, or your solo playing world, which means that there's no one else supposed to be in this world. But people claim to have seen another character or at least notice things that only a character in minecraft could do um things like pyramids 
uh, spawning randomly in the middle of waters. Well, not exactly spawning, but built because they're not supposed to be out there. Um, and there would be giant tunnels three by three wide, just going on infinite directions underground for no reason that the player had never done before. Um, some people would randomly see him go around corners or hide behind trees and stuff like that. And this, this created like a fear of many Minecraft players because they thought that there was another player out to get them within their world and they had no idea how to stop him or what, what harm he could be doing. Um, and which brings us to the point, is Herobrine real? What do you think, Corden? Well, honestly, I don't think Herobrine is real, <clears throat> but I think the fear of Herobrine stems from solo gameplay. Now, when you're playing in a solo world, it's can get really eerie sometimes. You know, you're alone in a humongous, humongous map. And it, it's just so strange when there's nobody around except, you know, animals, mobs, no actual people to interact with. And to top it off, sometimes, you know, a door will be left open and you're like, I close that door. I never leave that door open. And just weird stuff like that, if that ever happened... Oh, and like, you know, generated structures. Because Minecraft has really beautiful um, generated chunks. But um, every once in a while, there is some weird kind of glitches in the generation of the world. And every, every world in Minecraft is generated differently. So every once in a while, there is a glitch and the structure of the terrain seems really weird. And so just weird happenings and weird terrain can lead to strange fears of of this this creature and to top it off young impressionable players you know if they see something on youtube it's really easy to think it's real and not just you know another friend dressed up as hero brian um making a a fake video right but the the game gets a little bit darker and weirder when you're talking about theories that aren't just about mythological creatures that are in the game, right? When you start talking about stuff that is actually in the game and you start drawing connections between these things that uh, seem a little bit more sinister, the game gets a, a lot a lot more creepy. So let me go into my theory about villagers, right? Villagers are, if, if you've never played Minecraft before, villagers are NPCs that obviously live in villages. You can trade with them. They have farms and um, they're just cool characters to interact with. But it gets weirder when you start thinking about the details, the, the more specific details that uh, are about the de the villagers. Now, the first thing I'd like to point out is that villagers are protected by an iron golem. Um, the iron golem, if you don't know what that is, um, in Jewish mythology, a priest was said to create an uh, a golem made out of clay, not iron, but obviously it's still a golem, made out of clay that uh, would protect Jewish villages. And so... 
I mean, you know, you could just say, oh, well, you know, they're just throwing that in the game. It it doesn't have anything to do with uh, Jewish people. I mean, the villagers, there's no actual, like, distinction that they are Jewish people until you realize that the villagers in Minecraft exhibit two characteristics that pertain to racist stereotypes that have been fabricated about the Jewish people, which include having a big nose and being extremely cheap. Um, and these are horrible things. And to think that all the, all three, the Iron Golem and these two um, racist stereotypes could be linked together are very weird, right? I mean, Minecraft is an innocent game and doesn't have anything, any types of you know, stare like any racist references that that we know about at least until you realize that. Well, well, you go into the the deeper details. Notch, for instance, um, has not been known to say the most. Mm, well, let me just talk about one of his Twitter uh, statements. He said that if you don't support. Um, if you don't support straight pride, then you deserve to be shot. Um, he's also known to be sporadic a lot on his Twitter, and uh, that's the main area where people hear from him nowadays. He's actually been, uh, I believe he was let go from Mojang because of some of his um, statements on there. But So that's an interesting thing to take into consideration. Um, another thing, now this is a really, really deep um cut but i um bread the way you make bread in minecraft is actually very closely resembles uh the way to make matzo bread which is a um traditional way of making bread that was uh, created by jewish people although uh l the actual loaf of bread in minecraft looks like a leaven loaf of bread so that wouldn't exactly work there. Another rebuttal people have about this um, theory is that the butcher actually sells pork in the village. So that wouldn't work, obviously, in Judaism. Um, it is a... You're not supposed to eat any pork at all. And um, so, yeah. And then uh, another thing is that... Um, priests in the Old Testament of the Bible, uh, like around times before the judges all the way through past King Solomon, uh, they would wear purple and blue. Um, and purple, obviously, the priest in the uh, villager's village wears purple. So that's another very small connection. But the biggest the biggest point to wrap this up is the pillagers point. Now, pillagers were added to the game to just, you know, go loot and plunder the villages and the player would have to defend them and then inevitably get uh, loot off of the pillagers. And it's a fun thing that was added to the game. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. It's just, it's more detail to the game and it's uh, a fun thing until you realize that when pillages were first added to Minecraft, um, if they weren't armed with a crossbow, they would automatically raise their right arm in the air, making a gesture that looked extremely close to the Nazi salute. And 
if you can't get the implication behind this connection between these these two things um i mean obviously the nazis uh main target was uh people of jewish eth- ethnicity and it's very disgusting if what i'm saying is did i i just don't see why else the mob would do this because if you're not holding something in Minecraft, it doesn't make sense for you to put your arm up in the air. You would obviously have your arms at your side, like any other mob. No other mob has been known to have a glitch of putting their arm up in the air. And since pillagers have been added to the game, um, they've the bug has been fixed, but it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for this mob to do that. It's very weird that they would do that, especially since... Um, it's, it's just in the context, it's very suspicious, but you know, this could have all been speculation. You answer the question for yourself. Do you think there are really undertones of anti-Semitic details in Minecraft or has this all been speculation? Thank you, Aiden, for joining me. You're welcome. And thank you, of course, for listening. This has been Tapped.